This is a 98FM podcast. The Taoiseach is hopeful that the legislation on abortion will be ready by July and it is due to be discussed by the Cabinet tomorrow. The area surrounding granting an abortion on the grounds of suicide has been discussed at length this week and today with reports emerging that a woman would have to go before six medical experts to see if she qualified to get an abortion on grounds that she is suicidal. This has been rubbished by the health minister, but the one thing we can be sure of is that if a woman does want to have an abortion because she is feeling suicidal, she will have to state her case to some sort of medical professional, be it two or six. Do you think that a woman would subject herself to that or just get on a flight to Britain? And in discussing this, we have to realise that the women we're talking about, they could be your friend, your partner, your sister, your mother. They are real people. So who should decide what they do with their bodies? We're wondering this evening, should there be restrictions on abortion in Ireland or do you think that it should be allowed without conditions attached? To get in contact with us, it's 53981, that's the text number, or else you can low call 1850 We're also on email, joan at 98fm.com, or you can get onto our Facebook page to join the discussion. Carolyn, welcome to 98FM. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm fine, Marine. Thank you. Um, this is obviously going to be something that we are discussing for quite a long time. It yeah. is about restrictions on abortion in Ireland and of course it has it has come up because we're finally legislating for the X case. So do you think that there should be restrictions on abortion? Well, yeah, well, can I first say, I know uh, the main, I suppose the main issue here is about mental health because yeah. um, we're discussing about, like, you know, the suicide issue and I know that has to be brought up because of the X case decision in 1992. But um, I, um, the reason that I'm ringing up tonight is because I facilitate a monthly post-abortion support group for women after abortion and um, just try to help them through that horrendous emotional distress, you know? Okay. And uh, so many of the women have suffered from suicidal tendencies after abortion. And all of the research would back that, that there's, there's never a study that was brought out to say that abortion benefits a woman in any way, shape or form. And there's many, many studies to say that mental health is seriously at risk from abortion. If, some, if a woman has an abortion? Yeah, yeah. Well, is Absolutely. it because the people that are investing in in doing these studies often have pro-life tendencies and they're spending an awful lot of money in finding out things that suit their agenda? No, well, one of the most recent studies was in um, <clears throat> 2012 and it was Priscilla Coleman's study. And she looked at every single piece of research that was ever done in abortion that was a good study and she cross-analyzed it, all the different research terms. And basically what she came up with was that you're an 81% increased risk of suffering from mental health stress if you've had an abortion. That was peer-reviewed by an Australian researcher who's actually pro-abortion and he completely agreed with the findings. Okay, Carolyn, I'm, I, I do, you know, I've read certain studies but I wouldn't yeah. have stuff at my fingertips. Has there been research done on a woman who has gone through with a pregnancy and committed suicide in the first six months after she's had a child? As in with postnatal depression? Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, like I'm sure, I'm sure women have committed suicide after having children or mm-hmm. have suffered afterwards. Yeah. But can we say that the solution to that problem is to abort the child? Is that the treatment for that? Okay, exactly. No, you I understand. What I'm trying to this say, is... Can we justify that 
you know, so it, do it, you think that this, as it's been called, uh, not the sunset clause, but um, legislating for this on the grounds of suicide, do you think that this is detrimental to the women of Ireland or do you <clears throat> think it's something that should be considered? I think it's absolutely crazy. Why? To say the least. I think it's absolutely crazy. Well, first of all, from my experience, secondly, I also have worked in mental health as a mental health nurse and just in my daily job, the mm. amount of women that I came across being admitted into psychiatric hospitals because of abortion and the mental health uh, damages that it had caused to their mental health. 53981 uh, to get involved with this conversation. We're asking, should there be restrictions on abortion in Ireland or should it be allowed without restrictions attached? And I'm speaking to Carolyn, um, who runs... Is it Gianna Care, Carolyn? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, you're also... Um, you've worked in mental health yeah. before. Now, uh, can, I, can I just also say, the, the government's own Oireachtas hearings brew, blew that out of the water as well. Like, when they held their Oireachtas hearings in January... They brought in psychiatrists from many different fields and many different opinions about abortion. Mm. But all of them agreed on one thing, that abortion is not the treatment for suicidality in pregnancy. Abortion is oh, not the is treatment. But if one is feeling suicidal and they're yeah. carrying a child, yeah. d- what is the treatment? Just the treatment is exactly the same as any other person who is suicidal. You keep that person safe in a safe environment you continuously monitor their mental health and you prescribe medication if necessary. So you don't agree with abortion at all, I'm assuming? No. You don't in any way, shape or form? No. Uh, the fact, um, the term which I, I hate to use, but it's yeah. been used over and over again, that um, legislating for this is going to open the floodgates in, yeah. in Ireland. Do you believe that? I do, yeah, I do. I do because many of the women that I've um, met and dealt with would have said, if you're thinking about having an abortion, you really are in such a state, such a panic, and you would do anything. And many of them said that they were absolutely may have felt suicidal at that time, or they would have said that they were suicidal at the time, because they were just so desperate to solve, in inverted commas, this problem, do you know? But and I think... I, I understand what you're saying, in inverted yeah. commas, you know, solve this problem, and that's how it can appear yeah. to an awful lot of people. But the fact is is that there are women, thousands mm-hmm. of women, every single year from this country flying to Britain or yeah. indeed flying to the Netherlands to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. That is putting stress on their mental health. As someone who... Kn- I've, I know people who have had an abortion. It's an incredibly stressful time. You're worrying about money, about people finding out, about everything. Mm-hmm. Are we not making it harder for these people who are going to have an abortion anyway? Should we not be trying to help them if they're going to do this anyway? What I'm saying is, is abortion ever, like, the solution to that problem? Like, can we not provide... Or do women not deserve better than that? What do you mean by that? Do women not deserve better than to be subjected to a procedure that ends the life of their unborn child? 53981 or local 1850-2298-98. Carolyn, stay with me. I've got um, Anne here as well. Anne, welcome to 98FM. How are you doing this evening? Not too bad, how are you? Um, I'm very well. I'm just speaking to Carolyn, who's just wondering, do women not deserve better than, you know, having an abortion? One, for a woman to have an abortion or to feel she needs abortion, it's one, it's not likely being chosen, and two, you know, if a woman's having an abortion, she has it for particular reasons. It's not a case of, it's an easy fix, and it's going to make us sort everything out instantly. I mean... If you look at abortion going back 10 years ago in this country, we had a young girl who was had a baby growing, 
the last that baby was growing, it was dying inside, and there was a huge court case at the time about it. And everyone was saying about the well-being of her, what's it going to do, stumps for this girl having an abortion. And at the end of the court case, it was Liam McKetney who was doing it, who actually said his own words, it's been appalling that you've had to go through all this just to have an abortion mm. to go to London, even though this child is dying inside you. And everyone was saying the baby rather than the girl. And she got the abortion in the end, but she had to go through hell. Then, 10 years later, we get an abortion sort of in Belfast, and the people who are running it are having to wear bulletproof vests because people are standing outside. So. I don't think so. Well, I, mean, I no, know that this no, no, is the no, Marie Stokes I know, Clinic that, is, I know that is opened in Belfast. That because there was a radio show about this at the time, and they would uproar about this clinic in Belfast, and it was on the TV. Okay, so there there are messages there, and I do know that um, pro-choice, um, pro-life yeah. lobbies are... What I'm, are... Trying to, what I'm trying to say about it is that for a woman to go through an abortion, it's not like a decision. It it's isn't. Not... And it's... you just mentioned there the term easy fix, um, yeah. which was quite interesting. And Carolyn, do you believe that some people think this is an easy fix? No, I don't at all. I don't believe that it's an easy fix. I think women struggle... Mm. making that decision. We have to ask ourselves, why do the women struggle in making that decision? Why? I think... Because it's, it's, it's not a nothing. Because it's not just something like getting a tooth pulled. And no, everybody knows this in their heart and soul. No, it's not. not okay, hold on, one, hold on one second. Um, and let, let Carolyn finish and we'll bring you in then. Um, yeah. You think the struggle that people have, do you think inherently in their brain they think they're doing something wrong? I do, yeah. I think everybody knows... You see, the advancements in technology now are absolutely amazing. Like, I know, you know, I don't even have to say it as a mother myself. Everybody knows that we now have a window to the womb with 4D ultrasounds now. And absolutely fascinating. More and more Mm. embryology um, facts are coming out. Everybody knows that this is human life. Everybody knows. No one can deny this now. Everybody knows. From 21 days of the heartbeat, it's incredible what goes on in the womb. Everybody knows that. So I think when it comes to that decision, I know a lot of people try to push this, that it's a nothing. But everybody knows deep down that this is a nothing. That this is, in every abortion, it's ending a life. And what, what would you say to that? I completely disagree in that each case of someone who's going for an abortion has valid reasons for it. It's not an easy decision that's made. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about it is, yes, we have all the technology that's available to us now, but there are cases of people who unfortunately are going through pregnancy and it's not a normal pregnancy. If a child is not developing in the womb properly and something's not working, sometimes they can't fix it. But so at the end of the day... Hold on one second, Hang on a second, I'll let you speak. At the end of the day, you may have your opinion on what you think of it, but until you and that person choose that going through that process of abortion, you have no right to judge them and say to them, by the way, you're ending in life. Because at the end of the day, the person who's going through that is going through hell as it is. It's not a decision they make lightly. I think that it should, at last, it's being brought into the country. But it's something that should have happened a long time ago. But we need, one, we need a monetary set, set up that if they're going to report abortions, we have the criteria that they must meet within reason. Okay. And then when they're going through the abortion, there should be a counselling <coughs> set up to help them go through the grieving process. Okay, so and saying that they're ending a life, and what about the unborn? That's used and played on to death. 
and it's not fair. Um, and you're, you're quite obviously pro-choice and Carolyn has talked about uh, studies that says suicidality, it's, it's no cause to get an abortion, that there's nothing that supports this. Do you think that um, this... Uh, clause, this legislation for the X case, uh, whereby if if a woman is at risk of suicide, um, that she should be able to get an abortion if she's seen by a medical expert and they agree. Do you think that that is something that is good for the country or that it doesn't go far enough? No, I think it's at last. I mean, if something's happened, I think it's a good thing. The fact that the woman's going through suicide and if she's in hospital, it can give the medical profession say, okay, well, look, she needs this abortion for this reason. Why? I mean, for her to say that proven studies and suicide is not an acceptable reason until you're in that position put studies aside you don't know what that person's going through or what that person is in a situation for if she's under someone medically who's diagnosing and looking after and treating her it's like the woman Limerick that had to go through and end up dying because she couldn't have an abortion the medical team couldn't step in if we put something in where the medical team say okay we have to do something here abortion is the only option then that should be put in that position of their hands. But for us to jump in and say suicide is not enough good reason, technology should fix everything, Yeah, it, it's it's completely... The person who's in their shoes of going through that, one, it's derailing the person or demoting the person or making them feel worse than they already are. And if they're going through suicide, well, surely that's going to push them over the edge. Um, 1850 is how you can get in contact with us uh, as we're talking about uh, this abortion. Carolyn, very uh, finally, in the case of, say, um, um, the case of God rest her soul, Savita Halapanavar, would you agree that something should have been done in those cases that abortion is acceptable or not at all? Well, I know this has been a really, really complicated case. There's been many, many... Uh, opinions and everything so on. As far as we can see, that there was nine recommendations um, at the end of the hearing, yeah. and all of them are very, very reasonable. Um, you know, every single one that was said, and even that doctors should have more clarification of when they can intervene and when they can't intervene and so on to save mm-hmm. a life. Absolutely. Okay. That they should intervene. But can I just say one thing? The pro-abortion lobby always throw this one as um, and it's just been thrown at me there that we're judgmental I never said that no no sorry that's exactly what you meant no you said to me that some of having an abortion that basically you know one suicide all I'm saying is that I would never judge the person that's going through abortion. I wouldn't have had an abortion myself. But at the end of the day, if someone's in that position of going through an abortion I'm not going to jump in there and judge them and say they're ending life you said in that case, that doesn't give them the right to end a life. Okay. And you can't say that to someone that's going to that because the person who's going through the abortion, one, feels awful, two, you don't know what they're going through, and they're feeling bad enough that it is, and by you saying to them, oh, by the way, you're ending a life, that's not going to help them situation as bad as they already feel. Okay, well, I've got a lot of callers waiting on this one. Just very uh, finally, Carolyn, this um, issue that the pro-life group that you're judging other people do you think that's unfairly pushed at you absolutely absolutely like can i just say one thing the people who come to the post-abortion group the most hostile people towards them are the so-called pro-choicers as many of them have said to me when they told any of the friends they don't want to know people who are pro-choice cannot hear this side of the argument if they hear it they'll have to acknowledge it if they acknowledge it they'll have to face the facts and that might end up them changing their minds and they're not willing to do that. And the second very important point that I want to make is no one ever actually says what abortion is. 
Like, no one well, ever discusses what exactly are we talking the about. The medical procedure that people Let's are actually, actually going yeah, exactly. through. Let's actually talk about what it is. Well, Let's it depends. Let's termination see, for... on abortion. Let's actually discuss what it is, what happens during it, and what happens afterwards. Well, it depends, I suppose, at what stage in which um, in which you are going through yeah, an abortion, absolutely. because there are different um, different um, Mary, ways to do this. Can but I just say something? Can, yeah, I, I've got another caller, just Lillian, quickly. waiting. So very quickly, yeah. I the whole abortion process is something that I've seen myself, and for a woman to go through the whole abortion thing, one, it's actually they go through a whole lot of grief afterwards. It's not an easy thing for them to go through. Yeah. Um, if they go into a room, it's done. The way they feel afterwards, they don't expect to feel that way when they're having it done. I'm sure. And see, when they go through the grief afterwards, it's quite traumatic. So for, I mean, I would say for having an abortion, think about it very wisely. Of course, so there's, a, be, but does that I, there's a lot to be... Does that make you feel uncomfortable, Anna, to watch that? Does that make you I, feel no, uncomfortable I, I in any way to watch that? No, I was I was supportive towards the person because I felt for her. I knew what she was how she, what she was going through. No, I'm not talking about afterwards. actually the woman. I thought you I thought you said there. I might have misheard you that you actually watched an abortion procedure. Yeah, I saw it happen, and well, it, I, it was a very sad thing that happened. Don't get me wrong, but it was done in a very respectful way and a very medical way. That you know, ladies, I'm going to have to actually leave it there before we get into just all of that. But thank you so much for talking to me, both Carolyn and. And 53981 or local 1850 um, on the show tonight. Should there be restrictions on abortion in Ireland or should it be allowed without conditions attached is what we're asking. Lillian, I'm so sorry for keeping you waiting. How are you doing? Hi. Um, I don't believe in abortion on demand, but I do believe in certain circumstances abortion should be allowed in this country. I believe when a baby is incompatible with life and a mother is told that she should be allowed have an abortion in our own country, not feel guilty, not feel that she has to travel across to Britain, feeling really um, sad enough that she's been told her baby might live an hour, it might not survive the birth. Still, that mother has to go through all that. She has to travel to Britain. Um, I think it's hypocrisy in this country. I really do. That mother comes back. She is so depressed. She feels, what have I done wrong? She conceived thinking she's going to have a lovely little healthy baby. Yeah. It's not that she wants rid of that baby, but why should she have to go through the torment of knowing that that baby is going to live an hour, might not even survive the birth? I think that's inhumane to ask. As a mother and as a grandmother, I think it's inhumane, and I don't care what anybody says, no. to ask that mother to go through that. You mentioned there, Lillian, it's hypocrisy. Yes. That this country... In this country, yes. What do you mean? As though we acknowledge that plenty of women in this country do have abortions for whatever reason, but we just don't want to talk about it and acknowledge no, it? No, we Is want that what to you sweep think? it under the carpet. And, yeah. like, if you look at the master of Hollis Street, I'm sure, deep down in her heart, she knows, she sees mothers who are told their baby will not survive outside the womb. I'm not just saying the master of Hollow Street. I'm sure the master of the Rotunda, the master of the Coombe, mm-hmm. Dr. Boyle, and they know what a mother is going through. These mothers, these women don't want this. But then they're told they have to go to Britain. This is where the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy is. Why should a woman have to go to Britain to have an abortion because her baby is incompatible with life? Is that mother not traumatised enough? She might have t- 
two little healthy babies at home, one little healthy baby, right? She has to go to... And you know what? That is also... The woman might come back more suicidal than she went, not because she has had the abortion, because she feels guilty. She feels guilty. She had to leave her own country. Why do I have to do this? Why does she have to have have it in a strange country with doctors saying to you, this should be done in your own country? Is this something that you've got experience with? Oh, yes, I have. Believe me, I have. And I know what the trauma is like. For, so, and you're talking about a child who's incompatible with life. Incompatible so this child will not live. That's this child. You are told this child might, probably won't survive the birth, right? But it could live an hour. Oh, God. Now, you expect a mother with another little child at home, right? Or maybe two or three, to go through the trauma of having to travel to Britain to have this termination. Now, I don't think that mother set out with that in mind or that woman. No person, and as I said, I'm speaking as a mother of four children and a grandmother, and I think it's so wrong, and I don't care what anybody says. These people go to the grave carrying this grief because they feel they had to go out of their country. They feel that they're hounded out of their own country. Why can't we allow this? I'm sure... Any, and, you know, honestly, I'm just going to say now, there's doctors out there now who agree with me 100%. Maybe they're afraid to speak up, maybe they're not. I don't know. Right. But I know for a fact there is doctors out there. And, and when, you know, those files are handed over without... A, uh, with a, a woman's file is handed over to Britain without a blink of an eye yeah. to have that termination over there yeah. when they know that baby's incompatible with life over here. And is the, the rea- you mentioned there the reaction from doctors in Britain uh, being a bit astounded that a woman has had to go through this travel in order to get a procedure that they would think is, is needed. Why is, why is this not done in your own country? That's exactly what the doctor will ask you in Britain. We're legislating for the X case in Ireland now and there are an awful lot of areas that we're not legislating for so they've brought up the issue of suicide do you think it's um, there's a people shouting from both sides saying you know um, suicide is not a reason for abortion or that it is a reason for abortion do you think it's important that we have this legislative for in Ireland or do you think it doesn't go far enough I think suicide Personally, myself, I think some women can be suicidal, right? They can be suicidal before they go for the abortion, and I do believe that genuinely. They can be suicidal when they come back, not because what what they have done. It's because of the way they're hounded in this country, the way they're made to feel guilty, the way it's like as if they've done a horrible thing. Mm. That lives with the mother till the day she dies. And and this is what really sends me. And I have lobbied my TDs, and I tell you one thing. I wouldn't back down. I say no. I don't care what people think. Oh, it's, it's inhumane. It's not if your little baby is going to die before it even comes into the world, or it's going to live an hour and maybe suffer. Now, another woman might want that, but what about the hundreds yeah. of women that don't want that? Yeah, no, I understand that there may be some women who want to see their child and yeah, others who exactly. don't want to have to go through that in order to, to lose their child after and a few it hours. Should be, yes, my, and it should be every woman, their body, their choice. 
It shouldn't be, and I still say, it shouldn't be up to anybody. The woman should have the choice. She shouldn't be hounded out of her own country. Karen, welcome to 98FM. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well this evening. Um, Abortion obviously has been an issue in Ireland for quite a long time. Do you think that we should be legislating for it and it should be allowed in this country? No, I don't. Why not? Um, Well, I'm from America, so I've actually witnessed firsthand how it's actually um, not helped society. It's, It's not helped promote a positive, um, thriving community. Um, and I just think that, you know, in, in the 40 years since Roe v. Wade was passed, um, over 40 million abortions have, have occurred and there doesn't seem to be an end. It's not, it's not, I don't think that the initial concept of allowing a woman to choose dot, 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 what is she choosing? She's actually choosing murder, and and it actually hasn't helped the fabric of our society. I mean, you know, you just look you at what happened me- last week with Boston. I mean, there's just a constant, um, you know, violence in this world, and and I think that if we can actually stop it with the violence that a mother would do to her own unborn child, that maybe we could actually start embracing a bit more peaceful solutions around the world. You think it's murder, want. though, Karen? Absolutely, it's murder because it is a life. I mean, you know, in in North Dakota, it's interesting, North Dakota, which is a very small state in America, but they actually just passed a bill recently that um, no abortions, no abortions once you can hear a fetal heartbeat, which is, can be as early as six to eight weeks. So, um, you know, the fact is, in in that case, a woman can be seven weeks pregnant and not know it you know if That's you've got right. to count back to the, to the date of your last period a lot of people yeah. don't don't realize that yeah um so that will cause an awful lot of trouble for some people yeah. Wouldn't it? well yeah i mean and and just specifically related to like the mental health of the of the pregnant woman i think that's a really great point because obviously you know what happened in galway um which is still being uncovered um, you know, which is a terrible incident because it was the, the medical health of, mm-hmm. of this woman. You know, you start getting into mental health issues. And just at that, I mean, you know, my daughter has just recently become pregnant for the second time. And <clears throat> instantly you have a lot of, you know, hormonal changes in your body. So you, you know, even somebody who's naturally would be, you know, happy and well-adjusted might be feeling a lot of angst or any kind of feelings. But if you have a situation where it's an unplanned pregnancy, um, that could bring on a lot of other things. Yeah, you know, a woman might feel very distraught and and borderline, you know, suicidal. Yeah. But you know, there are ways to actually help a woman through that, whether or not she decides to keep the child or give it up for adoption. That if you automatically say, "Oh, her life's in danger because she's thinking about it," I mean, you know, I I think that if you people are honest, almost everybody out there can say at some point in their lives, men and women have probably at one point thought, "Geez." I'm not really doing so well right now. I don't really want to be here. If mm-hmm. we all just went the next step, you know, none of us might not be here anymore. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying that it is an important topic to discuss because mental health is not, it's not something you can see on the outside. Like, oh, I have a, you know, a rash that I can see on the outside. Mental health is a lot more complex. And certainly a panel, if this is true, what you're saying, a panel of six people are going to be sitting in judgment, you know, um, well, they've said now that it wouldn't be six people, but if they are to legislate for suicide, it is 
a certainty that a woman who was feeling suicidal and she wanted an abortion, she would have to sit in front of medical experts, whether that be two or six, there will be some sort well, of listen, number Well, listen, I hope if somebody's feeling suicidal at all, that they sit in front of somebody and get some sort of counseling, because I have a friend whose partner committed suicide a year ago, and, you know, I mean, the damage is, is done, and it's, it's horrific that, you know, it's not really talked about prior to the actual incident. So yeah, yeah, I'm all for people, whether you're talking to anybody, whether you're pregnant or not, certainly having discussions and getting help if you're feeling that desperate that you don't want to live anymore. You you don't think that it is legitimate to say, I'm pregnant, I want to commit suicide, therefore I want an abortion. You don't think that that's legitimate or the way to go? Well, I I do think that as somebody that is feeling that distraught, it is legitimate, but it's not as if, you know, if you're looking at somebody's vital signs and because they haven't done the act yet, you know what I'm saying? They're actually, unless they're standing there and they've got a gun to their head or something and in front of, you know, a square of people. But I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of time that can, we can help people that are ever feeling that desperate, you know, um, to work with them to get through that difficult time. And whether it's, you know, counseling or medication or anything, like there are a lot of ways to address it. Do you know what I mean? So um, rather than saying, oh, I just feel like I don't want to live anymore. My life is, you know, um, you know, okay, then quit, go get an abortion. Because, you know, if you look at any kind of statistics, and this is even for pro-choice people, they will tell you, you know, that suicide suicide thoughts actually increase after an abortion because there's a lot of guilt and a lot of remorse that happens after that, you know. So then you're looking at a situation where they could end up committing suicide even after. So then you've lost two lives. Do you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying and I, I don't know about exact figures for that. I've, I've never been through an abortion so I don't know how, you know, people do feel afterwards. But for all the, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, for all the people who have been, we've had you and, and, um, and Carolyn at the start saying that women feel worse after they have had an abortion. I'm sure there's a lot of women who feel better. There may be some women that feel better. I don't know. I mean, I can only go on personal experience. And Mm -hmm. and I'm actually converted because as a younger person, I was actually very much pro-choice. And those feelings actually changed when I became a mother myself. When I felt life inside of me, I started to recognize that. So I've I've changed myself. But in, in high school, I actually had a friend who had an abortion. At the time, I understood she, you know you know, she, she had unprotected sex. She was just being, you know, um, careless and, and free and whatever. And she regretted that. And, oh, no, 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 I'll have that done. Well, you know, here we are at 48 years old and she still suffers from major depression since then. And that was when she was 16 years old. And do you think that she directly contributes to having an abortion? It does. I wish I could get her on the phone. You could talk to her. Um, you know, she is really like still suffers from it. And she's had two children since then, but okay. she still has regret over that. And it doesn't wipe it away. It's something that she lives with. Maybe other people don't feel that way. So I can only tell you what I know and what I've seen her suffer with mm-hmm. depression um, over years since that. Uh, since that's happened to her. Well, listen, Karen, it's been um, a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for your opinion this evening. Um, you are listening to The Joan Lee Show with Maureen O'Connell and we are discussing abortion this evening and we're talking about the restrictions on abortion in Ireland. We're legislating for the X case and, of course, um, suicide is something that they're um, legislating for if you're feeling suicidal and you're pregnant. 
you could go before a panel of experts and you may be allowed um, an abortion here. So do you think that should be allowed? Um, or do you think that abortion should be unrestricted and allowed in this country or not allowed at all? 53981 or you can low call 1850-22-9898. Geraldine, welcome to 98FM. How are you this evening? Hi, yeah, how are you? I'm how very, you well? very well this evening. Obviously, this is a Good. highly emotive subject that it has is. been discussed again and again since yeah. the early 90s, even before that. But in Ireland, it has heated up in the last uh, 20 years. Yeah. What are has. your feelings on abortion? I think uh, that women have the right to make that choice if that's what they want. You know, I don't think anybody has the right to tell a woman, you know, that she can, she can or can't, and can't do with her body like, you know. I was just saying to your researcher there that I had a friend and here last year she fell pregnant and at the early stages of her pregnancy they, they discovered that something wasn't quite right and she went for loads of tests and all that like and she actually got a phone call now as she said herself I could have been anywhere I could have been driving my car you know could have been with the kids whatever and basically I was told oh yeah by the way uh, your child is incompatible with life good luck are you serious yeah swear to god and that was it. That was what she was told. And oh, she was left in limbo. Only for she was out in her mother's house, like, you know, and her mother was there to console her, like. Oh, God. That's the way she was treated. And when she went up to the hospital then, they told her she that. She was told on the phone. She wasn't brought in. On the in. phone, yeah. Yeah, not brought into an office, you know, sat down, nothing. Just literally phone calls in. God, you I know. would have thought that that was, that was yeah, against practice. They, oh, God, they were horrible. <laughs> they really were. But, okay, um, so she's yeah, told this life-altering news. Yeah. That her child had um, Edward syndrome, which, okay. you know, it means, like, all of his organs are on the outside, outside of his, his body, body. And, yep. you know, and... Yeah, and then they told her, you know, well, you might as well book your ticket to Liverpool because, you know, you don't want to be wasting our time or the hospital's time taking up a bed having this baby. You're, you're joking. I'm not. I'm not. Now, I do know, I have talked to people before who uh, whose children, again, have been incompatible with life. Yeah. Edward syndrome is something I've talked about before. Yeah. And it was in a very different way from your describing people there kind of going, listen, and giving them all their options and saying, no. if you want to do this. This yeah, seems a bit harsh. She had research this on the internet. Okay. Because right. she hadn't clue what it even was until she brought it up on the internet. And when she went up to the hospital then... You know, and that's what she says. She, the doctor said to her, you might as well book your ticket to Liverpool. God, that actually... And it was like, oh my God, but she didn't. She was like, I'm not going nowhere. You know, this is my son. But so she you wanted like to not. have the baby? She ended up, she had him. Yeah, a little boy. How long did he last? He didn't. He, he oh, died at birth. Like, really? You know, but as she said, you know, just the way she was treated and everything, and it's just so harsh the way women are treated over here. You know, and she, so she didn't feel there was any understanding. Women. No, and like she was speaking to other women then about like the abortions and all that. And as they said themselves, it's not the abortion itself when you're told it's, your child is incompatible. Like it's, it's like the scarlet letter on the back, you know, and you're shipped off to England and you're coming back. And it's something that's shameful. Yes, is that what you think? That's it. Okay. You know, it's the shame of it all. Okay. You know, and, and people trying to hide us. And, yeah. You know, but there is... a, like if they were over here, you know, and the, the family around them and that, that support, mm. you know, and it's it's the treatment more than the actual abortion, that, that, the guilt, 
Do you know? Because that's the way people make, make you feel. But there is an argument to be said, Geraldine, and obviously your friend's situation is entirely different to this, but mm. that if we allow unrestricted abortions in Ireland, that it will become yes. a, a case I where agree. there's just too many... I agree. Yeah? That you they'll know, be using it as a quick fix. Like, you know, you can't just turn around and have unprotected sex and then go, oh, crap, I think I'll have an abortion. You know, okay. it doesn't work like that. So you, you know, believe you, there should you be... You make your bed, you lie in it, but... You, you believe there should be restrictions? Yeah, certain restrictions, you know, like, God forbid, if you're raped or like that, if your child is incompatible with life or... Yeah, that they should be able, that the offer should be there. They, they should, you know. Um, stay there with opinion. me. Um, I'm okay. going to bring Paul on as well. Paul, welcome to 98FM. How are you doing this evening? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm very well. Um, the idea yeah. of, obviously, we're going to see legislation, hopefully by July is what the Taoiseach said, um, yeah. about abortions. Do you think abortions should be allowed, not allowed, or allowed with certain restrictions? Yeah, well, I would take issue with the, your usage of hopefully. I would be hopeful for any abortion. Sorry, I, I don't mean hopefully. I mean so that we can actually see the wording and see what's happening because it feels like we're in limbo. I don't mean hopefully in that regard at all. Yeah, well, just in regards to suicidality, um, I'd like to quote from some of the experts in the field the, the, with the Oxford hearings in January. Right. Um, there was one Dr. John Sheehan, he was consultant, or is consultant, perinatal psychiatrist, and quote, even the notion of carrying out an emergency termination is completely obsolete in respect of a person who is extremely suicidal. There's another, Professor James Lucy, St. Patrick's Hospital, there is no evidence that termination of pregnancy is an effective treatment for any mental health disorder or difficulty. And the last quote I have here is from Dr. Sam Coulter-Smith, Master of Dratonda Hospital, he states, have we ever had to perform a termination of pregnancy because of risk of suicide? Not in my experience. Now, just like you're talking about open the floodgates, and this is exa- exactly what will happen. Um, we had the experience of England, where abortion was legislated in '67, and chief architect of that legislation, um, he makes the point. He said, "I we never thought there would be so many abortions." And I'll just give you a statistics. In 2011, according to British NHS figures, there was 197,000 abortions in England and Wales. 98% of those abortions were performed on the basis of the mental health and well-being of the mother. In England, we have had cases of, again, according to NHS figures in 2011, there was 30 children um, aborted because they had left left pallets. Uh, 90% of children with Down syndrome are aborted on a yearly basis. Now, this sort of site that we would like in Ireland... Well, okay, okay, I, I fully understand what you're saying. And you mentioned there um, cleft palates. Yeah. Um, might it have been that the child had a cleft palate, but that the mother was going to have an abortion anyway? No, no, it was on the base that had a cleft palate. See, that's, this is what happens when an abortion comes into a society. The life of the unborn child becomes extremely irrelevant. Now, I've heard the term incompatible life thrown back and forth a lot. These children are also human beings. And these children might live an hour, they might live a day, they might live a week, they might live a month. Some of these children have actually lived a year. And I'd also make the point that incompatible life is not a medical term. It's oh. an abusive language. And these children also have a right to life. But what if there is a child yeah. who will live in extreme angu- anguish in pain for maybe ah. three hours, maybe three hours, and parents have to sit there and watch this child ah. in pain Okay. as the child dies. Do you not think that that, is, that that possibly could be seen as cruelty? Yeah. You mentioned two words there, um, cruel and pain. Yeah. Now, those children, 
who you say will ex- experience extreme pain uh, post-birth, those children will also experience extreme pain during the abortion procedure. And it's an aspect of the debate that is totally ignored, that nobody ever speaks about. Okay. Um, so could we actually speak about actually what happens in the abortion? That's what it has been you know, said we before. Need to, we need to actually know what we're talking evening. about here when we term abortion. Abortion is a euphemism for what is a barbaric practice. I just want to bring Geraldine in can on we, this. Can, can I just make the point? Yeah. Let's speak about the, the abortion procedure. What happens to that child? That child experienced pain. There was um, a Dr. Laventino in America. He was an abortionist who carried out 14,000. Now he's active in the pro-life movement. But he gave a vivid description of a second trimester abortion. He said, you, you have a pencil-like instrument... By the way, can I just say to everyone, obviously Paul is about to describe an abortion. Yeah, we need, to we, take, we need let's to Let's take this a bit easy, though, Paul. Yeah, but we need to know what we're talking about here. Okay? This is an aspect of the debate that has been ignored repeatedly, particularly by the media. That now, we're we, not talking about the actual procedure Well, itself. we need to actually speak what we're talking This is what we're talking about, legalizing. And we're talking about pain, and we're talking about humanity. And, and so on. He's in the second trimester abortion, which is I, quite common. Okay, can I just... Can, I, you, yeah, you I know, but with, Paul, I'd it, prefer it, not to actually describe well, the procedure to everyone actually, here. See, this is what we're discussing here. This is what we're talking about legalising in Ireland. So, and it's at the heart of the debate here. I, I understand it's at the heart of the debate. I know what happens in an abortion. I think most people will know what happens in abortion. Well, do I don't know, do they? Um, and I think, I, I, to be honest with you, this is what I feel is part of the censorship. We need to know what we're discussing here, what we're discussing in, in real terms as to what abortion is. Let's go beyond the euphemisms of choice, abortion, reproductive health, so on and so forth. Let's speak about the actual procedure. What happens to that poor child? Okay, let's well, speak about real pain and real humanity. Okay, well, at the moment, I don't want to, I really do not want to discuss well, what exactly happens uh, in an abortion right now. But, I, I don't. Well, we need, if, this, is at the, this is at the heart of what we're talking about. It's you know? I, I understand it is, but Geraldine, do you want to hear about the actual procedure right no, now? No, no. Oh, but she wouldn't really... because she's pro-choice. But, I'm so not. I, but she's not saying that she's pro-choice at all. I'm, neither. I'm just saying that a, a person has the right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, I'm sorry, but no man will ever on this God-given earth know what it's like to be told that your child mm-hmm. is going to die regardless of whether you have the abortion or whether you don't. It's as simple and as plain as that. And you cannot sit there and justify what you're going on about. About med or premenstrual second, whatever it is. I'm sorry, but you are... If if you don't mind me, we need to know what we're talking about. We need to know... We need to no, speak on a factual base. No, Let's don't. get beyond the emotional level. We no. absolutely do. If anybody wants to know about it, you know, they can Google it. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> but, but, but they don't let's, need let's somebody. Let's beyond, get beyond the emotional rhetoric and so on. Why? To speak about what exactly is abortion? Because it's crucial. Well, it is emotional. So you, so you think that it's... Paul, do this is not, emotional. Do like, do you absolutely. And I would also make the point that it's, it's an, it makes an, a dreadful emotional impact um, on women who are post-birth and... And another aspect of this debate, which is often ignored, is the father's rights. I personally know three of my friends who had their children aborted in England over the last few years, and they had absolutely no choice in the matter. And so I fully, I, I take that on board. Ideology, they had absolutely no choice in the matter, let alone their children having any choice in the matter. But do you think that, um, in relation to that, Paul, that that is an issue that has to be taken into account as well? Because it has often been said that it is a woman's body and it is her choice. Yes, but we're talking about two bodies, that's the point. I mean, okay. we, again, we need to deal with So do you think from the moment of conception that, that, is a, that it's a baby? Well, that's, 
biological and scientific evidence, it absolutely is, yes. Okay, so... Um, it, it, well, it's, it's human life, absolutely, okay. in, in terms of science, yes. So in relation to this, I just want to ask you, Paul, uh, very quickly on this. Um, the fact that we are legislating for uh-huh. suicidality in relation to abortion, do you think yeah. we should be legislating for that or that it shouldn't be allowed at all? Absolutely not. I think we should even be discussing the point. I, I, I'm often reluctant to actually debate the subject because I don't think that killing human beings is up for debate. Unless, again, speaking factual language, this is what happens on every abortion. A human being is destroyed. Okay, so even saying that, everything about this, even though you're trying to speak in factual language, that is a highly emotional uh, thing to say. You I know, think again, it's, it's factual. It, objectively and logically speaking, should you debate the fact that a child has a right or not a right to live, that a child should be, bar- be barbarically killed? See, there are people who don't think that the moment of conception, they, they realise well, that it is a biological being, uh, but okay, that perhaps well, it doesn't we'll have consciousness. I mean, at 21 days, uh, there's a heartbeat. Yeah, no, I mean? no, no, I fully, I, f- I fully agree with that, but a lot of people would talk that uh, biology isn't just what it is, that in fact it is consciousness. But anyway, that's getting into metaphysical debate, which we don't have time for. Listen, Paul and Geraldine, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us on the show this evening. And Paul, I really hope you don't think that I have been censoring you, but I do not want to discuss the actual physical goings-on of an abortion. If anyone is interested, you can certainly find out exactly what the medical procedure is. There are various medical procedures when it comes to abortion and it does depend on um, what week that the abortion is done. So that was... Uh, so that's why I did that. I'm I'm not too sure on Monday evening if people want to actually listen to that, but a lot of people made the case for perhaps we should have to hear the medical procedure and what exactly happens. But when talking about schizotomies uh, last week, I don't, they did go into it, but not a huge amount. Anyway, listen. Uh, five. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.